5AA Breakfast. David Penberthy and Will Goodings. Weekdays from 6 till 9 on Adelaide's 5AA. Still to come this morning, the first two tribes of 2019. Clue number seven. Now, comp to send you off on a river boat cruise to Europe. John Blake, uh, we've got um, behind closed doors to come and indeed a whole lot more, including our next guest in his new home, 7.30 on a Wednesday morning. Sean Fuster. Morning to you, Sean. Good morning, good morning. Happy hump day, Pembo. Yes, and happy new year to you, Sean. It's uh, great to catch up with you again. Now, one of the saddest stories of the last few days um, was the tragic um, death of 19-year-old Bo Mobile, who is obviously the sister of the Socceroo star, Awa Mobile. Now, the young fellow who is charged in relation to this crash, um, Acol Acol 19, the courts aren't taking any chances with him by the sounds of things. No, that's right. And neither is his defence counsel. Acol Acol appeared late yesterday in the Elizabeth Magistrates Court, having been arrested on the weekend. He's charged with aggravated causing death by dangerous driving. We'll get to that in a minute. He didn't actually apply for bail. His counsel said, we're not going to try to seek bail at the moment. We just like to be remanded in custody. And the whole thing's been put off till April. And as happens with all major cases, it's now been transferred out of Elizabeth and will be heard in the Adelaide Magistrates Court until a decision is made as to whether there's going to be a not guilty plea, a guilty plea, whether it goes on to trial or sentencing following the usual course. But So the next three months, he's in the clink? He is indeed. He is Where indeed. would he be? Adelaide Remand Centre? Adelaide Remand Centre. Yeah, right. Yeah, so that's going to be a long three months for a 19-year-old man. The interesting thing well, here... Well, he's not a youth, is he? So he's in there with all the grown-ups? Indeed, mm. indeed. And the interesting thing here, which we don't know a lot about yet, is the fact that it's an aggravated count mm. of causing death by dangerous driving. Now, what that means is that it's not just dangerous, there's something on top. And in past cases, and I've stressed that, past cases of aggravated causing death by dangerous driving, the circumstance of aggravation has been something like alcohol, speed, being unlicensed, being unregistered, not being eligible to drive a car at the time, falling asleep at the wheel, things like that. So what that means is there's something else on top of this that police say is enough to raise it to that next level, which means that the maximum penalty goes up as well. Gee. There's another person who's been charged over it too, isn't there? There's a female driver. That's right, an 18-year-old girl who was in in a second car, which police say was driving in company with the first car. Now... We don't like mm. to speculate on this show ever, but you can imagine the sorts of allegations that might arise from two cars travelling together, one crashing, mm. and both drivers being charged with causing death. That tends to suggest that police believe there's some level of culpability in the other driver's behaviour. But they're hooning for around. Mis- what, yeah, for Ms. Why does the, the language seem, seem more guarded? Often in the first instance where we see uh, incidents in our road and people people die, you, you know speed was a factor or, or something like that. But that doesn't, just the language seems to be more measured in this case. It's very measured in this case. It's very guarded. In fact, the journalists out at Elizabeth and I were talking about this very fact yesterday. Our thought is that perhaps it means police haven't completed their inquiries yet. They're right. waiting to speak to more witnesses. They're waiting to review more CCTV footage. They might have a concept, a belief in what has happened, but they don't have the evidence yet to nail their colours to the mast and say... This is what it is. So between now and April, police will be endeavouring to do that so that when they return to the Adelaide Magistrates Court, they'll be able to say, this is the shape and nature of the case against these two young people. Mm. What's the latest with Dominic Perry, Sean? The the man accused of uh, bombing the NCA. Yeah, one of the most infamous cold cases in South Australian history, dating all the way back to 1994. This is fascinating. Um, South Australia has a system whereby... Most of the committal stuff, so the sharing of evidence back and forth, the subpoenaing of documents, all happens back of house. You don't see it happen in court. 
unlike Victoria, where it's all handled front of house. You see it all go past. Dominic Perret's legal team is no more. He had a very high-powered, very high-profile legal team, including barrister Lindy Powell, but his solicitor, James Noblet, came into court last week and said, I can't afford to pay anyone Mm. because this case is so big, so huge, dating back so many decades with no stone left unturned by the prosecution that I require a team to handle it. Legal services won't actually give me the money to fund a team because usually what happens is legal services say, what are you going to do? You're going to plead guilty or not guilty? They'll assess the case and they'll say, we'll fund you for a guilty plea, we'll fund you for a trial. Is legal services like legal aid? Legal aid, yeah. yeah they control right. the legal aid funding. So they might look at a situation and say, all right, Pembo, look, you can have Will as your lawyer, we'll fund that, Good but we're not prepared to fund you to have Sean as well. Okay. And they I'd make rather, those I'd rather have you than Will. Well, yeah. mate, mate, you case- can't afford Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> right, I, mean, I want legal aid then. <laughs> I'm certainly not prejudging Mr. Perry's guilt or innocence, but what we all have to pay for some turbocharged defence for the guy, do we? Well, this is the Throw question. Taxes. This is the question. Mr. Noblet is saying, I need that money now before we make a decision on what plea, because I can't mm. even get to that point. I've got 47 lever arch folders to read. I've got 30, 25 years worth of evidence to read. Right. I need that help now, not later. He's made a special application to the Legal Services Commission for that money. The Crown solicitors... Well, I can't speak this morning. The Crown, one day early. That's the problem. 24 <laughs> right. hours You'll early. Adjust. The, You'll the adjust. mouth is not ready. The Crown Solicitor's Office has come back and said, no, you can't have the money early. The Attorney General has come back and said, no, you can have it in the ordinary course. So Mr. Noblet's saying, well, it may very well be that Mr. Perry's not going to have any lawyers by the time it gets around to entering a plea because nobody's going to be prepared to take this level of work on for no money. Yeah, right. Which leaves us with a very massive problem. How do you do justice in this situation? How Mm. do we get to the answers, to the very bottom of this case after all these years, if we can't have a fair trial? That's a good question. Sad sad news in another matter. Sean, on the front page of the Advertiser this morning, Barrister uh, Heather Stokes involved in a car accident in in intensive care and doubtless someone that um, you've had a bit to do with. Yeah, a very dear friend is Heather and this has rocked everybody. It's... It's an incredibly traumatic situation. I send out my best to her little daughter and also to her former partner, also to her other children. And this is just terrible. Like, mm. what, what can you actually say? Yep. Someone goes out on an evening, crosses the road and is struck by a car and is left with these horribly debilitating injuries. Thankfully, she's in a stable condition now in hospital, we understand. However, she is still critical. So Hmm. there's a long way to go yet. And I know that myself and many people out there in Adelaide's legal and journalistic professions are holding their breath and hoping for the best. Well said, Sean. Nicely. Thank you for that. Sean Fuster joins us each and every Wednesday morning now at 7.30. And we go around the courts. If you're you're a typical Wednesday... 7.30 7.30 listener, um, and you just heard Sean for the first time. I'm sorry. No, no, oh. no I was just going to say. <laughs> oh, that's what I thought we were going you've got a lot. You've got a lot to look forward to, because Sean's analysis of what goes on in the courts is second to none. We Absolutely. always appreciate him coming in. Good on you, Sean. Thanks, guys. 16 minutes to...